Hey, I'm Pastor Colt, and this is the Daily Devotional Podcast for kids and adults. I have been going to a lot of basketball games lately. There has been, uh, there was one game in particular that I was at. I was sitting in the front row, and I noticed something really strange. Uh, the basketball kept getting bigger and bigger, and I thought, boy, this is really strange. And then it, and then it hit me. Let me read Mark chapter 8, verses 14 through 21 to you. It's kind of long, but it's totally worth it. Now, they had forgotten to bring bread, and they only had one loaf with them in the boat. And he cautioned them, saying, Watch out, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And they began discussing with one another the fact that they had no bread. And Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened, having eyes? Do you not see and having ears? Do you not hear? And do you not remember? When I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? And they said to him, 12. And the seven for the 4,000, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? And they said to him, seven. And he said to them, did you not, do you not understand? Well, so if you remember last time, the the Pharisees were demanding a sign from Jesus. Now, we said that the word sign is a little bit difficult because in John's gospel, that could very well mean a, a miracle, right? John uses that word in a lot of different ways. But in Mark's gospel, it means something more than a, a, just a miracle or feeding the 5,000. It would have been a sign from God himself validating Jesus' claims. Some astronomical sign that they could not argue with. But we also saw last time that these religious leaders didn't really care about the truth. They, they just wanted to argue. So Jesus, he said, I'm not going to give you a sign. He takes his disciples and he leaves. He goes to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. So this portion of scripture that we read takes place on that boat ride right after they left. So they're on the boat in the middle of the water and the disciples start to worry about bread, physical bread. They only had one loaf with them. Apparently that wasn't enough. Now, at this point, I just want to remind you, and Jesus is going to remind them of this too at the end of the passage, but he has fed thousands of people with not much. Well over 5,000 people with just five loaves and a couple fish. Now, if you have that on your mind and that experience, don't you think that Jesus could take care of the disciples now on the boat? This is really a key question in this text, and it's so important. We're going to come back to it, but let's just briefly walk through all of this. Jesus, we're told, warned them. My Bible says he cautioned them, saying, wash out, watch out. Jesus says, language is pretty strong here. And the point that he is making is that they are in danger. So we ask, what are they in danger of? Well, that is the the leaven or the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod. So why is Jesus speaking of yeast? Well, one, the discussion in the boat has been about bread and yeast is used to make bread. It, It makes sense that Jesus would use this as an illustration Yeast is something that is put into bread, it ferments, and it causes bread to rise. It's very important. In this instance, yeast is not a good thing. Jesus isn't using it in a positive way. The yeast that is starting to ferment 
and rise is the skepticism or disbelief in Jesus. Remember, the religious leaders were trying to to do that in the last passage. They knew that Jesus wasn't going to give them what they wanted. And so they did this in order to turn people away from him. Of course, we know because we know the whole story, but this yeast of the Pharisees, meaning their hostility toward Jesus, that it was growing and ultimately it would end in Jesus's death. In our text, Jesus asks the disciples over and over again, something, things like, do you not hear? Do you not remember? Do you not understand? So what should have they understood? Well, it goes back to the first scene here when the disciples recognize that they only have one loaf of bread. Did they not believe that Jesus would take care of them? Let me ask that question another way. Is Jesus enough or is he not enough? Let me introduce you to a bigger word. The the word is sufficient. Is Jesus sufficient or is he not? The, The word sufficient means enough or an adequate amount, as much as needed. So think about these disciples on the boat and they forgot the bread. Remember why they forgot the bread? Well, it's probably because Jesus got in the boat after he was confronted by the Pharisees and wanted to leave. I'm sure they were in a hurry and they forgot their supplies. And Jesus warned them about the disbelief that was spreading because of the Pharisees and they kept talking about bread that they forgot. And Jesus brings up the time that he fed thousands of people with just a little. And he asked them to recount how much they had left. And Jesus told them. In other words, Jesus was sufficient. He was more than enough. And then Jesus says in verse 21, Do you not yet understand? Do you see Jesus' point? Jesus is making the point that he is enough. The disciples should have saw him as enough. He's perfectly sufficient for every situation that they find himself in. Like in a boat with not enough bread. In other words, the disciples didn't need to worry about bread in that instance. They should have known that Jesus was enough. He would take care of them. But this is such an important thing for you and I to think about in our own lives. And that question, is Jesus enough for you? First, uh, think about this in terms of the, the good news, the gospel, right? The good news is only good news because there's not such good news that precedes it. There's bad news. And that bad news is that you and I have failed God. We have forgotten our bread, so to speak. We have fallen short of what God desires of his creatures. God is perfect. God is holy. There's no falsehood in him. And what he demands is that same perfection that he is from his creatures. Over and over in the book of Leviticus, we read that we are to be holy as he is holy. What does it mean to be holy as he is holy? Well, This is why God gave us the law. He gave us the Ten Commandments. And we can summarize the the Ten Commandments in in two, two statements. One, we are to love God with all of our heart, soul, strength, mind. And secondly, we are to love our neighbor as ourself. Well, just in the summary, we recognize that we fall drastically short. We're all sinners, and we don't deserve to be blessed by God. In fact, The Bible tells us that what we deserve is the wages or the earnings of our sin, and that is death. 
We deserve the penalty for violating the commands of God. And the Bible tells us that we all stand condemned before God. And the idea is that we are just people waiting for our due punishment to be doled out. That isn't good news at all. We're just waiting to be punished for our sin. What is good news, though, is that where we have failed to keep the commands of God, Jesus kept God's law perfectly. And where we deserve to die for our sins, Jesus died on the cross to save every person that would place their faith and trust in him. And then he was raised again in victory over death. So that when one trusts Jesus, all of their guilt is laid on Christ and he bears it for them on the cross. And not only that, but Jesus' perfect obedience is given to the one that trusts him. So that when God looks at you, he doesn't see your sinfulness, but he sees the perfect obedience of Jesus Christ. Now let me ask you this. Is Jesus enough for you? Are you trusting in Jesus Christ alone to save you from your sins? Because he is sufficient. He's perfectly enough. He's enough to save you. So many people believe in Jesus, but they also trust their own effort. They think that they have to be good enough in some respect for God to answer their prayer or for God to love them. They think that they need to do all the right things to to get God's attention. But the good news of the gospel is that Jesus loves you in Christ. He loves you just as he loves his own son. The Bible uses words like father to describe God. If he is our father, we are his children. We come to him as a child, Abba, Father. The Bible speaks about being adopted into his family. We are his children. It speaks of heaven as being an inheritance given to to children. Is, Is Jesus really enough? Or are you trusting in yourself? It's an important question. Let me ask you one more. What about in difficult moments of life? Right? The disciples recognized that they had forgotten bread. That was a difficult moment. In the scheme of things, we might think, oh, that's not that big a deal. But sometimes uh, it's really important when we forget that thing that we're supposed to take to school. Uh, sometimes something really bad happens. Right, a, a friend turns on us or a parent loses a, a job or a, a loved one that we really care about dies. There's a lot of difficult times in our lives, difficult moments all those things from forgetting bread or things that we're supposed to have at school or a friend, you know, all of these things in life. Is Jesus enough to get you through those things or not? Or do we turn and do we trust in our own ability? Because when we trust in our own ability, when we trust in ourselves and we don't rest in Christ and lean on him, then we're going to fall short And it's not going to be enough. And there's going to be consequences. We see this so much today, young people, that when we go through difficult times in our lives, we we trust in ourselves and we find out that ourselves are wholly inadequate. But Jesus, he's enough. Turn to him. Rest in him. The Bible tells us that, you know, or, or Jesus tells us in the Bible to come to him. All who are weary and heavy laden, that are bearing burdens. He tells us that he will give us rest. 
Why? Because he is enough. Join us next time for more of the Daily Devotionals podcast for kids and adults. My name is Colt Robinson. I am the pastor of Bethel Church in Yale, South Dakota. You can find us online at BethelMBChurch.org. You can find this podcast on the web at DailyDevosForKids.com or wherever you like to get your podcasts. If you have questions or comments, a joke idea, don't hesitate to have an adult help you. Reach out to me on the website or use the message feature in the episode description. Adults, if you like this podcast, please share it and give it a good rating, which will help others find it. Thank you for joining us today.